Yo, what is up? This is JB, Purple Monkey Entertainment, and I just want to let you know, before you listen to We The Gamer Cast, that Black Lives Matter. This is a uh, topic that is very big in the world right now, and with everything that's going on, now is the perfect time to show your support by doing petitions, the protesting with us, and helping us with this movement. Um, just thank you for all the support that everyone in the community has given us in the Yumi Capri community, and just thank you. Uh, we love you and continue to support us as we go through all of this. Thank you. We love you. Sean Capri, welcome to We the Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play every single Monday. But patrons get it first, they get it on Fridays. Thank you for subscribing and for liking and sharing and telling your mom and telling a friend and whoever you're telling, telling your grandma. Grandmas listen to podcasts and they might enjoy this one. It's not all about games, it's uh, about a whole bunch of stuff. But you guys, I'm getting way ahead of myself, sort of. I'm getting, I'm kind of getting to the point. This is going to be a quick intro because I've got a great uh, chat coming up your guys' way. You see who the guest is. We're going to talk about it in just a second, but I'm getting ahead. Uh, what do I say here? If you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet and we talk about life and video games. And if you want to be on the show, it's pretty easy. Just tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants, a whole bunch is to be said about what is going on. I hope you guys are doing well or well enough with all things considered. Um, I am going to really get into it. Uh, well, I shouldn't say really get into it. This is a, this is a conversation that is primarily about podcasting and building community and, and sticking with it. Um, but I would be remiss if I had somebody on like, uh, like Lord Cognito on and we didn't touch a little bit on, on, uh, on the world events. And the reason that we're able to experience this and the reason that the show even exists, honestly, is thanks to everybody who supports us at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. The show was dead. You brought it back thanks to the Patreon support. And I want to thank everybody who thank, who uh, supports us over there, especially our diamond executive producers, Slimer Snarf, Jonathan Brown, who you heard at the start. I feel like it's much more important for somebody like Jonathan Brown to uh, just kick things off like that way better than me. That's for sure. Thank you, Jonathan Brown, for reaching out. Purple Monkey Entertainment. Please, everybody, support him on Twitter at P-M-E-J-I-B. And Lee Navarro from Phoenix Freaking Overdrive. Our platinum executive producer, Robert Bobby Miller. And our gold members, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Ryan Turford, and Zach Bradshaw. And guys... A whole bunch of stuff has happened over. I don't know what the heck is happening, but uh, new patrons have walked in the door. Thank you so much to Sony for life. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep calling you Sony for life till you tell me otherwise, Ray. Uh, thank you so much for your wonderful support. And by the way, um, Sony for life wanted to become a patron at this level because on the Xbox Drive, Very Carey reads out the patrons. The only reason that we don't have it on this show, uh, this week, I was gonna, I was actually gonna start doing it this week because I have the recording from, from Carrie to do the patron thing here. Um, I want, I'll, I'll kind of like intersperse it because I do like the personal touch that, that I'm able to provide with this sort of like intro that doesn't necessarily like interrupt the flow, but I think that I'll, I'll throw Carrie in there every once in a while. We'll see how that, how that works, but I definitely, uh, I appreciate so much that Sony for life, he, uh, he enjoys, he enjoys how that sounds. And I can't blame them. You know what I mean? So, um, so <laughs> Sony for life. We're going to get that recording for you. And on this show as well, we'll have, uh, we'll have Carrie do the intro. So thank you so much for your gold patronage. 
You're one of the gold members, man. Thank you so much. And also Holly Lake coming in with your support as well. I, Bobby and I so appreciate it. And also shout out to Bobby hit 5,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Nintendo guru. It has, it's been a bit, man. Um, guys, stay tuned. If you're a patron, you're going to get the Yumi Capri exclusive monthly podcast that Bobby and I do, which is kind of like this show, except that the guest is always Bobby. You know what I mean? So definitely look forward to that. I said this was going to be a quick intro and I still am rambling on. Um, I just want to quickly address how, and, and man, how do I, how do I actually address this? I'm a, I'm a white dude from, from Canada. Um, but I see and feel the pain and agony that's going on in the world. And, uh, in a way feel, feel helpless about it. I've really been trying to formulate, like, what do I, what can I say? What can I do about this? And I feel like the only thing I'm going to say about this that I actually talked to uh, Lord Cognito about this as well is that don't, don't, don't misunderstand people's silence, I guess. Some of us are trying to really figure out how to best approach this and try to be tactful about it and try to be thoughtful and meaningful and critical. And so, at least for me, I've really been trying to consider how to approach this without being prescripted by still being genuine and being honest and truthful. I know where my heart lies and it's shattered anytime I go on the internet, anytime I think about what's, what's happening right now, I, I want to fix it. And I just feel like I can't. And that kind of paralyzes me a little bit. So that's where I stand. I feel like the best way to go about this is to have an actual conversation. So why don't we jump in with Lord Cognito from the freaking Iron Lords podcast. The guy, I cannot match an intro. He would come up with an even greater intro. And he does every single week on the Iron Lords podcast, which you guys can check out every single Sunday at youtube.com slash Iron Lords podcast uh, roundtable. Actually, it's youtube.com slash Iron Lords podcast roundtable. You can go to lordsofgaming.net. You can follow him on Twitter at Lord Cognito. Let's jump right into it. This is absolutely incredible that he was on the show. Lord Cognito. I love it. Who did all the designs for all your Iron Lord stuff? Like, where did all, where does all that come from? Um, basically, I think the, we initially had like a sketch. And yeah. Then, shout out to my boy, uh, Lord Swat. He's like a little graphic guy. Yeah. And, and what happened is we had sent it to this guy, De Niro Primero, who's on Twitter, who's amazing. Yo, that is the best name. <laughs> Yo, bro, De Niro Primero's amazing. And he <laughs> took it to the next level. Like, it was wow. We, we saw it. We was like, Wow. This is it, mm-hmm. you know, because we had the vision. We wanted to promote unity with all the consoles, all the systems. And then, you know, we Iron Lords, we had the Destiny thing. Then we wanted to do a little Game of Thrones and night. We wanted to like okay. all of our favorite things, you know, yeah. and, and unity at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So How long ago was that, man? How long you guys been running for? We've been doing probably since about 2016, I would oh, say. Oh, snap. Have you really? Yeah, 2016 is when we kind of first started saying, okay, let's take it serious but it was mm-hmm. primarily like destiny only to be honest yeah and Ooh. then people were like yeah it's cool but we don't like destiny but we like when you kind of talk about other games <laughs> <laughs> like the podcast like all you guys are talking about was destiny was kind was yeah, it? it it was literally just me and addict that yeah. was it addict, addict pushed me man he was the one Yo, he's he's, wow. he's the co-host if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be doing this man. yeah yeah, yeah man. that's crazy man so you guys have been going all like was that four years straight now yeah, yeah, man. Uh, about four years straight. Again, you know, Destiny initially, and then once yeah. it um kind of once we kind of expanded, 
we really started to take. And actually, he used to host. And then once it expanded, mm-hmm. then from there, I kind of took the reins and started getting my feet wet. And I yeah. listened to the old episodes all the time. I'm like, oh my yeah, god, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, were they really? It was bad. It was, it was bad. You know, the audio quality wasn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's it's a learning experience, right? You get your feet wet. Yeah. You know, and then really start getting the passion for it and start to take, you know, start to take to it. When did you mm-hmm. start thinking that things were gonna like, like, cause you, you got a thing going, man. You guys got a good thing going. When did it start to like? Was it always there? Was it was the support always there for you guys? Oh, it was. It was spooky. Very spooky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. <laughs> You know, we were happy when it was like too. It was so bad. Like we would get mad at our friends. You wasn't in. You wasn't in the chat today. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. When you could start counting them, we go like, okay, do I have an empty like, classroom here or what? Empty classroom, maybe three guys. You get ten guys. You're so yeah. appreciative. You're Big so time. happy. Yeah. Then as it went on, you know, I, I would say we started to pick up a bit. And I, I'm try, I can't think of a singular moment. Mm-hmm. I just know that a couple of friends said, hey, I had some people listen to your podcast. Yeah. They said, hey, you guys got a, a fun thing going. You should check mm-hmm. it out. You know, and again, you know, kind of started to just start to snowball just yeah, slowly no a little bit, a little bit each time. Man. Has it always been like Sundays is the Lord's Day? Like you're going to podcast for six hours of it. Like you're going to dedicate the whole damn day to a podcast. I, re- I remember the initial talks with me, King. and It's just scheduling. We couldn't figure yeah. out a day. Yeah. And I said, well, Sunday days work. I and mean, then it kind of fits with the whole Lord thing. Mm-hmm. So I used to play on words. I'm like, well, Sunday's the Lord's day. And people were mad at us. They were like, don't do Sunday. They were like, <laughs> it's the worst metric day algorithm. They don't oh, do yeah. it. Yeah. And we were just like, look, no other day works schedule wise. Mm-hmm. You know, most, most, most guys are married or scheduling or work and I work nights. Yeah. So it, it, it's tough. You know, that was the only day that literally worked for everyone. So we just said, look, we'll stick with it. See how it mm-hmm. goes from there. You're working nights? Okay, so like it's night now. Are you actually supposed to be working right now? <laughs> what the hell? What? Why didn't you say anything? I'm kind of my own boss. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah, I've kind, of, kind of have jurisdiction over a lot of things. So, so basically, I work nights in IT. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a cloud admin. Yeah. My clients are primarily um, UK and Hong Kong. Oh, snap. That's the time difference, right? Because they needed someone, for, you know, an American counterpart. And I have my, my Hong Kong counterparts that I work with. So. Yeah. I actually didn't apply for this job to be a night shift. Like this is my first like night shift job that I've really been doing for about five, six years. And um, it just kind of opened itself up. And my boss was like, hey, would you be interested? And he's like, you know, I'm like, eh, I never worked night before. And then he's kind of like only four nights a week, mm-hmm. you know, Monday to Thursday. And I, I'm like, OK, differential. OK. And then he's yeah. like, hey, go right. We've got a gym. Like he's like selling it. And yeah, I'm like. Yeah. So wait, you normally you're in an office like working nights like you go in. Yes. Yeah. Normally, I would go into the office yeah. downtown and then, um, you know, work from there, have my setup. But obviously, since COVID, the whole situation, I was able to kind of mimic my setup. And they allowed us They say, hey, you guys can work from home. No problem. Don't yeah. even work. And that's been it. So wait. OK, so this is like an IT background. Like where did that whole like journey start for you? And I've always been IT, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, isn't that the truth, man? Sometimes you're just like, you know, you're born and you're like, I'm fixing the VCR or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you're just like tripping stuff up a little my, bit my grandfather was kind of like the man in the house back in the day and he couldn't get me to fix things around the house right? yeah so he would like do the boiler do this do that i couldn't do, the do boiler how old were you <laughs> I'm, old. I'm old i'm not a young i don't let the baby face fool you. i'm old <laughs> yeah but still <laughs> like, like, what, get this bucket do this and 
I would always struggle and mess things up. Of course, right? it's complicated. Exactly. So for me, where you know where things change is as he got older and I got older. Yeah. And I remember like the heating in the house got turned electronic, mm-hmm. and he couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So he would me and I'm like, look, this is how we're gonna set the temperature settings. This is how we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it kind of shifted, and he kind of respected my talents. But in the beginning, oh my god, he used to give me so much. Hey, oh, to, my, my parents be like, oh, I can treat that boy so hard mm-hmm. because I couldn't figure out the house stuff. But electronics, that was my thing. And the student becomes the master. Well, you didn't have like the internet. Like this is the thing that like blows my mind. I've used this example a couple times when I'm just like. You know, before the internet, like, how did we even, like, know how to do anything? How did we learn anything? How did we know that if our NES games weren't working? We all knew this. There wasn't, like, a forum or something, like, blowing, like, how did we all know that thing? We don't, like, we didn't talk. Brother, desperation makes you do different things. You try different things. You wanted to play that game, man. I guess so. So is that, like, the same sort of situation you found yourself in in these types of things where you're just like, I don't know what else to do. I'll try something and you just kind of like figure it out i think i was just always inclined to tech i was i was yeah. always drawn to it so yeah. you know it just came to a thing like hey have barry take a look at it you know yeah, yeah. and have the, you know and now i just do it and and mm-hmm. it kind of just grew from there and then i remember my mom she was like she's kind of like a typist and she she was like i'm gonna get a word processor i'm like no you're gonna get a computer oh yeah <laughs> you know and that's how that started and we mm-hmm. got our first like lit packet and i'll never forget how my it background started was i remember something happened and went wrong with the tower and uh, she was she was under warranty this is i don't know if you guys are familiar we have comp usa in the oh States. yeah that was that was big in the states. Well, we so, had we had like your internet, I think, because like there was something. There was like CompUSA, and then there. I don't know if this was also in the states too. Like CompuServe was yes. like. So we got that internet. Like we had email addresses, like at CompuServe. At, at, at CompuServe. Mm-hmm. So I had a problem. We were under warranty. So the tech comes out, and I'm just watching him. I'm just like mesmerized. He's like getting in a towel. He's opening up the case. Yeah. And I, and like, you know, did you go to you know school for that? And he's like, no, I got certified as like a, a PC repair tech. And I'm like, well, how long did it take? A couple of years. He was like, no, like maybe eight, nine months. I was like, really? Wow. So the light bulb went off. And mm-hmm. from that point, I was just like, you know what? I want to do that. I and love I just, that you it, even knew to ask the question, like, how do you do that? Right. Because like we all come into contact with all these different professions and jobs. Like a lot of us like read magazines growing up and stuff like I, I was just talking to my wife about this. Like I read those all the time and I never thought like somebody wrote that. Like I obviously it's so stupid. But why didn't I know that like there was an actual like writer on the other end of that who probably needed to take some sort of path. But like Absolutely. what point in your life was this at where you're, you're asking this type of question? I, I feel like it's say, an evolved question. Yeah, I would say at that point. I was right around just deciding what I was going to do. Like okay. I'm out of high school. Okay. I got me a job, mm-hmm. but I still was undecided. I, I still couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I thought I wanted to be an electrical engineer. That's what yeah. I thought. It sounded cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember doing it. And then he was like, no, all you got to do is get certified by Microsoft. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really? And I just started to do that. And I remember it was a, it was a big conflicting thing with me and my mom because yeah. – she was like, no, you need to go to school. You need to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, the traditional path. Right, for right? sure. You know, that's, that's all she knew. Mm-hmm. And this, this this was foreign to her. And at the time, I'm working a full-time job, you know, I'm, I'm go- and I'm going to these classes, you know, in the day. So it was like four or five times a week, you know, 12, 14 hours a day. It was a lot. It was no a doubt. lot. But she saw my dedication to it, and she said, no, he's he's passionate about it. And I got mm-hmm. certified, and the rest was 
it just it took off from there as far as IT. I just kept going. I kept going and mm-hmm. kept getting different things and different aspects of IT and so on. But what, okay, mm-hmm. so like she obviously had some sort of like expectation of you. Like where did that kind of start? Where did you start to realize that she had kind of like maybe there's a traditional path for you? Is that always within your schooling? Um, yeah, she, she, I, I give my mom a lot of credit. Like yeah. she is my foundation. My mom and dad are separate, but yeah, okay. my, mom, my mom was always, education was huge for her. Yeah. You know, she was like, you got to go to school. I, I remember at a young age, like I was supposed to be in a specific, in, in New York, we have this thing called zone school mm-hmm. where you live, you go to the, sco- the schools that are adjacent. Right. right? That makes sense. She did her research because she's a teacher herself, and she's like, no, you know, these, these schools are not that great. Mm-hmm. My son needs to be at this school, and yeah. it's a, you know, specialized school, you know, and better programs. So she used to take me to these schools, and I would go meet with the principals, and they'd give me these aptitude tests, and I would actually pass them because she really did a good job of, of teaching me with reading and comprehension and stuff. Yeah. And that's how she was able to force me out of my zone school to wow. better school. And it, it, I, I always thank her. I always thank her because I think literally that makes the difference for my path. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and and everything. So that's literally how that kind of started. And she was very on me with academics and stuff like that. You yeah, know? no kidding. Is it just you or like you have brothers, sisters or anything? The only child. Only no child. way. Really? Like, someone broke in the house. It was me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like, man, growing up as an only child? Very, yeah. very protective, very, yeah. um, you know, I, I gave her I gave her some problems. You know, no I, had my rebellion, I had my rebellious stage. I was yeah. running around outside the streets. I was I was I was difficult at times. But yeah. ultimately, you know, she knew I was a good kid. She yeah. never, you know, and I, I think honestly, that's how it ties to video games, because once she saw the passion for tech and video games, that kind of calmed her down and said, look, you know, I, that's how I would win her over. I'm like, you're telling me I can't do this. You're telling me I can't do that. But I'm with my friends now. We're all playing Halo. Yeah. Four players in, you know, this hot, you know where I am now. So mm-hmm. there should be no, you see? And that, that's kind of how I started to win her over. It seems like that's like something that I kind of oddly really hope for for my kids too. That like, you know, the pop, the pop and chips kind of party kind of thing. Just like mm-hmm. sitting in the basement, like, you know, they're going to be safe. They're probably going to be talking about God knows what and, you know, <laughs> and whatever else. But if that's the worst thing, but like, were you in re- like real trouble or were you just kind of like, just kind well, of a. I've had my, my brushings. I've got yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I grew up in the South Bronx. Oh, you know. Okay. It was it was not easy. It was yeah. not easy, you know. And um, the, you know, the re- reality is just staying clear of, of a lot of the negativity as much as possible. Yeah. And that's where video games and sports for me kind of was my keep me away from a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But the influence was there, and I give her credit. Like she did her best to try to keep me away from stuff. But ultimately, once I started to, to get my path, I actually started taking my friends out of that stuff. And it oh, was I like, love yo, come to house, come Barry's house, because. Yeah. They got to deal with that and they're just going to be playing games and they're going to be having fun mm-hmm. and you ain't on the street. So the other parents actually started contacting my mom. Hey, is Sean there? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. He's good. He's Barry. He's okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, my house became that haven for yeah. all the other kids and that, yeah. that's how that comes to go. And it's just you and your mom for how long? Like what? To, at what point was it just you guys? It was, um, we had a we, – first we was in the projects and then what happened is my grandfather – you know, this is one of her blessings. His great aunt, in her will, left this huge brownstone. Come on. It's a landmark to this day. Wow. So we were growing up in the projects till I was about nine years old. Yeah. Then 
literally came across this thing. We all move. We go into this. Uh, it's a, they call, my friends affectionately call it the the Huxtable House. Like it's mm. it's like the countdown from there. It's, <laughs> it's huge. You know, it's four floors, basement. Oh wow! Beautiful block. It's what it's like. My block was like the oasis in the hood. Like yeah, it, the hood no is everything around, and then my block was this nice street of mm-hmm. these nice houses. So what would happen is, you know, everyone my my grandparents made it so that look. You guys always have a place to stay. If mm-hmm. something ever happens, you can always come back, you know, yeah. kind of here. So each floor was my family. So nine much. years old, like, you know what's going on. Like, you have memories of nine. Like, yeah. like some of us have memories of, like, three, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. nine, you know what's going on. So you're that, – that's a unspeakable change, yeah. right? Yeah. Going So what was that transition like? Um, it was, it was, I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> I no. was like space, yeah. you know, like I yeah. seen it. It was just like, wow, I have my own space. I have my own room. You know, it, it's just, it was just really cool. And then, yeah. you know, inviting people over and stuff like that. I mean, when you're in a project, it's, you're so cramped up. It's really mm-hmm. not much you can do. You, you can play outside, but then you're told where you can and where you can't play, who you can talk to, who you can't talk to. So you have all these restrictions. And then, you know, it became, okay, now I can play outside. Wow. I have my friends, you know, they got, oh, this kid has G.I. Joe's. Oh, this kid has Transformers. Oh, we're yeah. friends now, you know, kind of thing. So it, it really opened up a whole world for me and allowed me to kind of express myself a bit. I feel like the projects are something that people hear a lot about. Like you hear that that term, but yeah. I don't know if people really know what that, that means. I don't know if I don't really know what that, like, that really is like. Like what is – I don't know if you can kind of enlighten me a little bit on what it, what is that? What is that? The projects pretty much is all right. So most of down, you know, New York City, they're basically high rise structures. Usually, some, sometimes as many twenty something plus floors. Mm-hmm. Each floor may have about eight to nine apartments. Yeah. So you're talking about a highly congested area of people. You know, there's all type of stuff going on, whether it be right. drug selling, crime. All kind of things. I mean, initially when they started, I heard back in the day they were really nice, you know, but mm-hmm. it's just a deterioration of it. And then, you know, it's just, it's just not the nicest of areas. It, yeah. it, it's one of those things that you do what you can because the income, I mean, I guess to, to stay the a lot, to, the cost of living is not it's not high. So you can stay there, mm-hmm. but you're doing what you can to get out of it because it's such a negative you know, and then dog eat dog kind of a situation. So it's really rough. It's really rough. And and, and I always anybody who comes from the project or come out of that project and does something with them, I always have a tremendous respect because I know what that's like. Yeah. You know, and it, it it's really it, it it's it's not nice. That's all I can say, man. It just yeah. seems like there's like this gravity that like kind of keeps you there, and you're just like if you've got like this velocity, just like this something to just get you out. Exactly. Like never, you don't look back. You don't look back because it also yeah. you got jealousy, you have envy. If people have something, people are envious of of it. it yeah. Again, just this you think about rat like packed on top of each other. No kidding. You're literally packed on. You see everything, and it, it's it's tough. It's so how, tough. Could, how could you possibly have like video games, electronics, and tech, and all those like sort of foundational things in your life at that point? Like, how does I don't understand how those like okay. those worlds break can it down. collide. So while this is going on, remember, my parents are separate, right? Mm-hmm. So they separated at a young age. My mom is like ultra religious trying to keep me on a straight and narrow, even though I'm rebelling after that. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then my dad, who's more lax, more analytical, um, he was the one when he had visitation rights for me and I would go to see him. 
he introduced me to video games. Okay. He was the, my mom wouldn't allow any of that. Right. She was like, nope. Mm-mm. My mom, like, I would get toys, like G.I. Joe's. She would yeah. take the guns from the toys. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, that's <laughs> my mom. Like, yeah. you're not. Like, thou oh, shalt not. Did- Dude, yeah. we couldn't even have G.I. Joe's. Like, we weren't even allowed to have them. Yeah, like, <laughs> violence. She's like, that's violence. Mm-hmm. So you're out. So my dad was like, let me right. show you. And yeah. then he, ColecoVision. Yeah. And he, 30 semi-games. I, it was like Christmas over there. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, so I, I was going crazy with that. And then he would take me to the arcades. Yeah. He would take and that's when the whole thing, the love, the passion for gaming just skyrocketed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So he did he like it as well or did he just like being like cool dad and he just wanted to give you something that you like? He was the coolest. He was the yeah. coolest sense that not only did he love it, he played it. He yeah. played with me, you know, he is directly responsible for my passion for gaming. Mm-hmm. And he made sure, like again, not to get too graphic and disrespect anybody religious, but my mom, I don't know if you've heard this term, she's a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Jehovah's Witness is how that works is I never could celebrate a birthday. So if I had a birthday, the other kids were having birthdays, that was non-existent for me. Wow. There was Christmas. There was yeah. no Easter. None of that stuff. So I would go to school and people would be showing me their gifts and I, I had no life. It was tough. Yeah. So he was the one that was like, when he had time with me, he would be like, oh, no, no. We can't have none of this. You, you're going to experience at least what it's like mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that thing. She would be very pissed with him, but she, he'd get me stuff. So, yeah, it, it was it was a it was a battle for a while. Well, I'm two. amazed, man. It does seem like you have like this this incredible admiration for both your parents, even though yes. very different lives, very and very early split and everything. And I know that, um, you know, in some cases you might have like like favoritism. But yeah. like you, to this day, like do you still have like really good relationships with your parents. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. As you get older, you understand why things couldn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it, I'm still shocked to this day. I'm like, how did you guys get together? Like, right. because truly different people. Obviously, yeah. I'm thankful they got together. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. But you mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, I take. Obviously, I, I'm more closer to my mom. Yeah. You know, we've been to hell and back, but I'm closer to her. But at the end of the day, I do respect him, and I do understand his. He's an analytical person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He'll just look at things cut and dry. Yeah. And moms, you know, she has, she's very emotional. She's passionate. But I will say this. She, whatever she sets her mind to, that woman gets done. Yeah. And really respect her about that. You see that combination just in you, man. Like all the stuff around you and everything. Like you're just, that's so it. My, that's an absolute product of, of mom and dad. Exactly. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Now you've got this incredible community. And do you ever have time to actually play games, man? Like, are you, (laughs) you podcast all day on Sunday? You're working nights and everything. How do you, how do you balance it all? Um, pretty much. I mean, I I usually, usually right after that, I'm I'm a vampire. So when the night shift's over and all, you know, all my other responsibilities over, that's when I try to get my game Mm -hmm. again. I usually write, well, I'm, I game at odd times, like, you know, four, five in the morning, you know what I'm saying? Like just weird times that no one's really up, but that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I, so yeah, with your clients, try. man, in, in UK and Hong Kong and everything. <laughs> <laughs> they all know I'm a gamer, too. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. Like, they'll know when I'll take off time. They'll be like, oh, 
E three is coming up, isn't it? Are you taking off in June? Oh, yeah. They they a lot of them follow, subscribe to the channel. Oh, I, I love it. No way. Interviewed <laughs> that guy, and then be honest, about 75 percent of them are gamers themselves. Yeah, so they're yeah, of course they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that man. Like I, last year was really the first time that like my boss knew of like all of this stuff, which actually made it so much better coming back from E three mm-hmm. and being able to like talk about it because yes. like it's all I wanted to talk about. Like all yes. these like Keanu Reeves was there. Like, like what do you yes. mean? Like I just want to be. I just want to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's kind of nice when you have like yes. that circle around you and everything. Yeah. I love very, that man. Very supportive. Yeah. Very cool. You know, they check out the website. They check out the the, the channel. You know, yeah. stuff. It's cool. What do you guys? What do you like consider? Like the podcast is the podcast, but the the website's like the real deal, man. Like how are you guys doing on the on the writing and the articles and everything? Just started. Like probably about it. We're about a, we, we had our year birthday. Um. Mm-hmm. Very modest beginnings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was one of those things for me. It was just like we do. Um, I knew the podcast was something special, but for me, I felt because I love the industry so much, I, I felt in order to get the respect of the industry, I think this was something that we had to do. And to me, it was like the evolution of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I myself was kind of funny as I hated writing growing up. Yeah, I despised it with a passion. <laughs> like, and I don't consider myself a good writer, yeah. so. You know, I surrounded myself. I want to shout out Dizzy. You know, he was one of the early guys that always reached out and said, look, man, I love your podcast. I think you guys got something special. I kind of want to promote and put it on his website. Mm-hmm. So that's how we first started. Then we kind of split ways. I went with Tick and then he did his own thing. But then we kind of got back together after we, you know, after I left Tick. And what ends up happening is we're like, look, let's rebrand it. This is your vision. But I said, you know, I told him, I said, look, you got the experience. And then let's try to bring people in who are not only passionate gamers, but we just didn't want to be, I hate to say it, like a regurgitation of news site all the time. Mm-hmm. And get me wrong, breaking news is breaking news, and we will yeah. try to cover it. But we also want to give, like, unique perspective. You know, I'm very proud of the guys. I just feel we have, like, a lot of good guys, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of Canadians, by the way. I love, I love my Canadians. We got yeah, nothing man. else to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some amazing. Shout out to Undead. Shout out to Rage Virus. Shout out. We've got a lot of great writers and from all over, man. Yeah. You know, Bahrain, Middle East, the UK, Poland, Croatia. I am oh, just honored people want to write for us. Yeah. And I think, obviously, the podcast at ILP is definitely responsible, but these are, like, high-quality things, and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool to you know, I think my proudest moment was last year. The site was maybe only ex- in existence for about three or four months. You know, and I forgot. Someone told me about, you know, obviously uh, Cyberpunk was coming out, whatever. Yeah. And to get the call from CD Projekt Red was like. Wait, wow. what? Yeah. To you go got a see- call? I mean, well, not a physical call. but Sure, email, but, but. To get yeah, the yeah, yeah. from CD. Yeah, they like, reach out to you to do what? To say, hey, would you like to cover cyberpunk 2077 and i'm what i didn't know this no kidding man yeah that that listen you understand as a kid and the the main reason is this we did log that is that e3 for me in the south Bronx. that was the mecca that Mm -hmm. was the you had to get to e3 me and king would buy vhs tapes of e3 conferences maybe a week to two weeks later oh for just sure. to see that was, I was like, oh my god you know it was the mecca of gaming yeah so for years you know i was trying to figure out i didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and then 2015 is my first e- first e3 
I never forget, I found out about this thing called FanFest. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Xbox guys, okay, you get a chance to go out there, blah, blah, blah. So we go there, we're in a mall, and we stay there the entire night. Mm-hmm. On the floor. <laughs> like, this was true passion for this game. And people were telling me, like, look, because all I cared about, to be honest, was the press conference. Yeah. I just see there, see Phil come on stage, mm-hmm. these guys. And people tell me, like, no, trust me, we're going to get to go to E3. And I'm like, ah, don't get me excited. You know, I'm focused on the thing. You know, if it happens, great. And during the course of the night, all the executives come out. Phil, Major Nelson. Come on. I met Bill Steelwell for the first time. That's how yeah. me and him close. Um, just a ton of execs. And we're just like, um, they're like, look, guys, we're going to reward you guys. You guys have been here all night. They, I think they had, like, they gave us care packages, like food and, <laughs> and blankets. And, <laughs> like, we know you guys are suffering on this. <laughs> concrete floor outside in a mall in LA. Oh my gosh. But you are going to be rewarded. And then the next day they 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 back then it was the was it the Galen Center? I think it was the Galen Center. Yeah. Cuz I think it was USC's campus is where they used to do the um the the Microsoft briefing. Oh so, okay. Yeah, that's where they used to do it. Now now they have the dedicated Of course. Theater. Yeah, Microsoft well, Theater. Anyway, so we get there, boom, and it's just like boom, our mind is blown. It, it mm-hmm. was mad I was taking pictures and my friends at home were like, oh, my God, I should have been there. And I told them, I said I was going. I went by myself, by myself, man. So once that happened and you get to E3 and what I think the difference what happens, we shout out to Ryan McCaffrey and those guys. I'm waiting for online for Division to, to play the game. I'm like, wow, this looks amazing. I want to check it out. And we get into the line, and we just keep seeing all these people just go in front of us and go past, and the line stops, and we just like, and then they're going in and going out. We're like, what is going on? How are these people just allowed to? Mm-hmm. to and then we see the press badges, and we're like, oh, <laughs> that's how this works. Yeah, I was like, I gotta be press, <laughs> right? Like you just see, like that's what those guys got. Like, what do I, what do I gotta do? To it's the same same question as the as the tech guy. Yeah. Like, what do I gotta do to do what you're doing? I have to do, man, and and that's when I rated my options, and obviously mm-hmm. podcasts. But I felt you know LogNet would be the evolution, so yeah. that's passion really started from that, and then the culmination. I'll, I'll cut this short. The culmination of it is. What are that, you talking about? Cut this short, man. We got. To- <laughs> okay, but, but I mean, the main thing is seeing Ryan McCaffrey, and those guys that I yeah. respect. Yeah. And then now, fast forward three to four years later, being in that room, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, one of the hottest games getting to see it before anyone else is seeing it. And I'm alongside these guys that are my peers. No kidding. That I, just, it was like, I am so humbled by that. Like, Could you, you no like focus on like what you wanted to get out of it? Because I feel like that's a, that's a, a practice. That's a skill that you sort of have to like be in that situation. Or at least for me, like I'm a slow learner, man. I'm not somebody like you plop into a brand new situation. I'm like, I am ready to go. Like, there's no way there's, I gotta that's get, a, I gotta get hit with that like six or seven times before I'm like, okay, a, what do I want to do? One of my strengths, I feel, and I think Saul told me, he was like, dude, you, we can put you anywhere yeah. and you just go. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, it's like an interview thing. Or I, I just get into a mode where I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm enamored, but I got to do the job, right? right. I got to, I want to prove myself so that these guys know that, hey, I respect the opportunity mm-hmm. and I'm passionate and I want to do such a good job. Hey, you might call me back sometime. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Well, that's the thing is like you can get overwhelmed with that pressure of like, this is my shot. I got to, you got to do it right now. And so like, did you have an idea of like what you wanted to get out of that? Like, 
Because to do like, how do you do a good job? How do you know you did a good job kind of thing? I think for me, first, it starts with the interviewing. You know, I like running my mouth. I like talking to people. So for me, it's like I remember we just got like a a makeshift like little mic and oh, some really terrible equipment. But we made it. We jerry rigged Mm -hmm. some stuff. We made it happen. And it's like, okay, I'm on the show floor. Go. And it's just like, hey. And. I just had I just had to roll with it. And each each experience makes you a little bit more better, a little bit more confident, a little bit more. And and that's how I I went. Now, with that situation, particularly, you know, it was really cool because they wanted my feedback and stuff like that. And then also with the writers, like, look, we've we've got to do a phenomenal job with this. Yeah, we've got, you know, so we just we did we did our best from all types of coverage and and given our perspective and given a fair and balanced perspective. Well, you guys do an incredible job. Like you're obviously very driven, very motivated, and you have your eye on what you want to do. But you tune into the show, and it's just like all bets are off, man. Like you guys are having an absolute riot. It's like (laughs) there no holds barred. Like and you guys are just. It's like it's actually like music. Listening to you guys podcast, you're riffing off each other, and like you, you definitely have like your. I think you start the show and you're like, we're going to talk about these things. It's like four things. It's a four hour podcast, right? Like you. I don't even, it's, but the thing is like, you're not even like dragging it out. Like I've been listening a lot lately and I'm just like, how there's nothing else like this where you go, I'm going to, I literally got, I got five bullet points and we are just going to riff on this one topic and God knows where it's going to go. I thought, I thought this show was good for that. I thought this show was like, I mean, I don't know where it's going to go, but. We'll, we'll talk and, you know, by the end of it, we'll have hopefully a nice conversation. But, like, you guys are on another level. And you are not afraid to say what you guys want to say. You know, you're like, King, I got to get on this show as well. Because I could just – I'll just – because he's he's part of the reason I think this is even possible. For you to oh, go, like, topic, go. And then go. he'll just – he's such a showman. And oh, I just – I think he's the absolute greatest. So, yeah, uh, go ahead. I was going to say literally – what you guys are getting now mm-hmm. is us on those Saturdays in my house. How that it's a it's put it this way. We we make a joke now. If we could have started if there was technology, YouTubing, podcast, all that stuff back yeah. then, mm-hmm. and we're not trying to be arrogant. We were like we would be the funniest things ever. Because mm-hmm. back then when we were younger, we're old now. But yeah. when we were young, this is it was um it was an event. People would yeah. come over to laugh and joke, and it was just gaming. We had a little bit of sports. We had a little bit of this, yeah. and then we just go and yeah. it, it, it would get into it, you know. And, and literally, and one thing about I love about us is that we are not afraid to disagree. Yeah. Yeah, and you can come to... out the other side like totally friends about it. Like you can say that was the thing. Like I, I got kind of like pulled in when I was on your show. I'm like, okay, so wait, we can just like jump on the Xbox bandwagon and just kind of go, and it's okay. Like normally we're just kind of like, okay, well, I also like I'll say something great about uh, Xbox, but I also own a PlayStation. I just want to make sure people know that I also own. Like I, I play on PC. And I'm like, it's killing me to be in all these different directions. But like, can I just? I even tweeted the other day, like, do I have to, like, say outright that I'm, I'm buying a PS5 and an Xbox Series X so I can be honest and open about all this stuff? But I went on your show and it was like, oh, this is so – it's so fun to just indulge in the fanboyism. But it's still not – I don't even know if it's really fanboyism because it's it's still jokes and laughs and everything like that. I mean, look, we all, we all got our – one thing about us, we all have our preferences. We're yeah. not going to stand saying. How you know, dare you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, it, it is what it is. And the mm-hmm. funny thing is, though, 
you know, yes, we, we like to have fun with it, but we'll challenge each other. We'll yeah. challenge each other, yeah. especially, hey, you were wrong about this, you know, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. and we give it to each other, and it's all in laugh, it's all in, in joke and brotherhood, but we love it, man. And we, yeah. we couldn't have it any other way but to be passionate and be okay with disagreeing with it, but at the same time, never cross that respect level where we feel like we're going to disrespect anybody or anyone mm-hmm. comes on we still want it to be a haven where you know you're still going to be respected even though i may hate your guts right now because i disagree with you <laughs> <at one point. laughs> and i could see you're winning the crowd over but golly this is this is still fun but okay so like you kind of play a bit of like a moderator role when kind of that stuff happens you can kind of see like you get a good laugh and you're like no no wait he's got a good point and you kind of let him back at it and if it's something that you disagree with like where was that always the case or have you sort of been like massaging and refining that approach to these long over like these these conversations that really expand and explore i I think that's always been me i've always i'm the type of guy that even if i disagree with you Mm -hmm. if you can explain to me why you so vehemently feel the other way yeah i owe you to listen yeah and sometimes i've surprised myself i said you know what you see that little you're on to something bubble mm-hmm. come up mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It, it, it's it's that's life sometimes i think it's 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 good dialogue yeah because i think what the, the culture at least these days is i'm this and that's it right, right? there's no other way mm-hmm. but sometimes if someone explains to you why they're on the other side you can at least empathize with it right and that's one thing i always try to promote and i, I think i've always had that i feel like I've, you know you know, even when family members disagree, like at a young age, I remember aunts and uncles coming to me. Barry, what do you think? Yeah. And I've always felt I've always kind of had that balance. Whereas I love I, that. You know, say, hey, you know what? This is where I think you were a little bit, you know, off here. But I understand yeah. what this person was saying here. So I don't know where that came from. I can't, I can't tell you where that came from. Um, all well, I can you're say raised is, in a pressure cooker, man. Like you're raised with like people all on top of you and everything. Yeah. Like you had a decade of of that of and, conflict and, and, absolutely and 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 the fact that i don't most people dislike confrontation mm-hmm. or try back like i don't get scared of it i say mm-hmm. okay let's see what you know each side is talking about what's going on mm-hmm. and then i try to make my assessments and then let's see how we can fix it maybe we can come together and surprisingly so many situations can be diffused yeah. simply talking simply yeah. by other person understanding and respecting something that they may have been sensitive towards and that's no it kidding. problem so i can actually even the way that you kind of like just position yourself just i've seen you do that like countless times just like okay let's see let's see like what's your favorite what's your favorite uh, is, is sort of a tangent a little bit but like you you mentioned like he's on to something like you guys have so many bits that you've been adding over the years and everything like what's some of, what are some of your favorite things of like when something happens you'll hit a button the yeah. image goes up on the stream and everything and like these it's almost like a hashtag like a mid-show yeah. kind of hashtag or like an impromptu kind of segment yeah. like okay this is a like a <laughs> what are some of your favorites i think my favorite is definitely definitely on the is one of them um i would say fraud alert in the fraud bushes, alert. <laughs> fraud alert is kings i can't claim that but yeah. it is so funny because if he disagrees with you and then he pulls up that little light and it just <laughs> defeats you because you just see this <laughs> you're defeated it doesn't matter what you're saying he's literally yeah. like no no yeah and you can't help but laugh mm-hmm. so that's you know bend the knee comes from that actually means a lot to me because where see where we grew up it's not only we had this expression you have to stand on your square if you okay. truly believe that you've got to go down with the ship right mm-hmm. so 
bend the knee is the epitome of us challenging the other person and saying, look, I'm going to bet you that this is going to happen. That's how strongly I believe. Mm-hmm. And we've got to deal with the consequences, right? Yeah. Whether silly bet. I mean, we used to do silly bets like this all the time yeah. where the purpose of it is we want to see how committed you are because mm-hmm. we're going to embarrass you and bring this back up if you're wrong. And that's such us. Like we yeah. are very competitive. And that, yeah. I think that comes from Mm -hmm. i love that man well it's like because it comes from a place that is it really is fun and that you can't come around to the other side and somebody might one somebody's gonna be wrong one of the two people is gonna be wrong or or whatever it is and you can still go like oh well haha and you kind of move on but like sometimes like i think like when you talk about stand on your square if you're wrong like you you, in some cases you can just get canceled for it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like in some cases it's just like that was your opinion, and I can't respect it. And you were right. proven that that was not the square you should have been standing exactly. on. Exactly. And I love that. Like, and I think there's a time and place in certain squares that maybe that's that's that. But like, I, I feel in some cases it can get a little bit a little bit tricky. And the thing that I find so charming about your guys' show is that that reminds me of going to a friend's house and just doing the want to bet, like want to bet. Right? Like that's, it's exactly that. And it's so, and like, who cares? You're making these bets of like money that isn't really there. You didn't have money because you're whatever, six years old or so. (laughs) And that's what, like, I don't know. It's just like this. It's, but it's also accompanied by actual dialogue. Like you you weren't having actual dialogue when you're seven years old. You're like, absolutely. And you're making a lot of sense. No, absolutely. And and it's also a teaching thing because I've jumped out the window on things that I've, I've thought, and I've, I've thought that way based on pure emotion. Sure. And sometimes I'm like, it, the next time those scenario comes up, it pulls me back and say, wait a minute. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, you may, you may not be, Exactly. Because you remember what happened last time or you remember when your thought process was that way and mm-hmm. things don't always work that way. So sometimes it's a humbling experience in that way with, your, with the way you are, a tackle a subject or, or any type of you know, divisive point. Yeah, no kidding. So where are you playing right now, man? What do you when you're able to play? What are you playing? Well, first of all, obviously, Iron Lords was a huge Destiny fan, so that's the yeah. one. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Destiny, you know, I've just got this thing for Bungie since Halo. I mean, I love um, it. I love it. Yeah, Halo literally changed my life. I mean, yeah. that that was allowing getting us to get four TVs in my our house and the the land parties. No and kidding. The TV and I mm-hmm. mean. You know, the, before the days of Xbox Live, and yeah. that changed my life. So then Halo 2 comes out, and it's just like, wow. You mm-hmm. know, like now we're all older, but, you know, we can still play with each other through this online thing, this headset. So it's just Bungie, and, and it kind of – so the next project, I'm like, okay, what what's it going to be? No kidding. And when it first came out, I didn't necessarily love it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's cool. I beat the campaign, so to speak, and I was actually done with it. And then a friend of mine was like, look. Get to this level, and we're gonna get you to this level. When you get there, you're gonna see about this end game, this thing called a raid. And I'm like, yeah, because right. if you're if you're raised on Halo, yeah. you did the campaign in Destiny, you were done. You're probably yeah. like just like just like me. I'd never played like any MMOs or anything like that, so I had no idea that Same. you were supposed to keep going. I played it like I thought I was supposed to play it, Same. which is actually the wrong way, I would say. Exactly. I had no MMO experience. I never came from that. And I never forget it was the Vault of Glass raid, six player yeah. cooperative, no teaching points, and it was the most fun I've ever had in a video game. That's crazy. I, had, I have not done it to this day. Oh, I tell people all the time, do and Budgie does not promote this enough. Until mm. you do 
your first raid, it is one of the most exhilarating experiences and cooperative mechanic experience. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I was hooked. I was literally yeah. hooked. So obviously Destiny's always going to have a place. Um, right now I've been playing Gear, that Gears Tactics I just finished, which oh, I love. Oh, did loved. you finish it? Yeah, that was hard. Oh, I kind of want to ask you about it after I hit the stop Ooh, button. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It does get challenging. Oh yeah, it gets challenging. It gets challenging. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big XCOM kind of guy, so turn base is a definite big fan. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of that. So um, yeah, tactics was amazing. As a new entry to the series, they have some unique mechanics that are very cool. A lot of overwhelming yeah. odds. Um, I love the boss battles. My only nitpick, I would say, it's a great foundation for a series. My only nitpick, I would say, is that the side missions. Side missions, my god, man. Yeah, Ooh, they, it's they, almost unforgivable. Yes, because they—they're they, not side missions. They're mandatory. They're not side missions. <laughs> I'm like, this is not a side mission. You're forcing me to do these repetitive tasks to advance mm-hmm. the story. And the, the thing that's the story is so amazing. It's such a good prequel piece to Kate and you know her situation and her dad. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So highly recommend it. I can't wait for my console guys to to get a hold of that man. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, no doubt. I actually forgot that because like it, it's. Funny how time flies, you know, that was a couple of months ago and things have happened since mm-hmm. Gears Tactics came out. Absolutely. But I want to go, let me, let me jump back to, to Halo for a sec because you said it changed your life and I don't typically just like let a comment like that just breeze by. I like to stick on things that's like something like this changed my life. Let's go. Um, where were you before Halo and then how did Halo come into your life and okay. then what happened after that? Okay. So gaming history wise, I was, I mean, Xbox was foreign to me, right, prior to that. Mm-hmm. So I grew up as a Sega kid. Yep. I was Sega all the way, Mass System, Arcade, Genesis, all the way. Only arcade time, especially, especially yes. if you're in the arcades. Yeah, um, I get it. Or Cognito, my name, is mm-hmm. based on Shinobi, which is my favorite arcade game. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. That's my favorite. Like, Sega holds that place. The whole ninja yeah. craze, that was me. So I stood loyal. Now... As it went on, 32X and stuff, I'm like, okay, Sega C, okay. Then they got to Saturn. I kind of cooled on Sega a little bit. I was like, <laughs> saw my voice. You still standing on your square? <laughs> I, was, I was shaky. I was shaky. I, kinda, yeah. I was kind of cheating. I was kind of yeah. looking at Sony, and I'm like, wow, this 3D stuff looks really better in the next wave. Well, <laughs> you know, the 2D stuff was cute, but I'm like, eh. yeah. You know, because I remember Shout to Solve, he had Knights. He had all these great 2D games for Saturn. But I was just enamored with the 3D stuff. You've known Solve since the Saturn? Solve, I've gone to – we grew up in – we've been in the same class since elementary. Oh, my God. since the third grade. So you're, like, saying, like, literally you guys are in, like, Saturday nights. Like, just, like, you guys – like, you actual – like, you guys. Only person – Holy cow. Solve Solve lived – Two blocks away from me, Come his on. mom knew my mom. We yeah. went to elementary, junior high. Only in college we split. He went away. But mm-hmm. I've known Saul all my life. Saint King is like family. Like I've known him all my life. You know oh what I'm saying? Oh my god! We, it was it's it's many lords. There's about yeah. fifteen twenty of us that you guys. That's don't the know. magic. That's the magic. Is like, it seems like family because it is family. It is you family. know, it's like you guys have this chemistry as if you've known each other for decades because you've actually. No, not even like just internet people, which obviously is like that's on another level these days. Right. I have discovered just incredibly meaningful relationships, Absolutely. but it's Absolutely. also another level if you've been, you know, rocking with this guy since yeah. 1998. <laughs> Bro, for, forever. I mean, so mm-hmm. and then Addict comes along later. Like, he's the one that opened me up to podcasting because as I started getting on Xbox Live, Xbox One, 
you know, we had mutual friends and I would hear him in part on parties. And then from there, I was like, yeah. I like this kid. Yeah. He's young, but he's older than his years. He's a little rough around the edges. I love it. But he's passionate. And yeah. he's the one that told me, dude, we should do a podcast. We should do a podcast, that kind of stuff. He's the catalyst for actually making it happen. Mm-hmm. But the rest of us, we will all be in, all of us, including that, in party chats, all that stuff. And then the other Sovereign King I grew up with, like, yeah. literally from the very beginning. And your so was your gamer tag your first gamer tag? Do you remember? Was it was it Cognito like back then too? Was Holy cow! X, Xbox. I was part of the original Xbox Alpha testing team. Come on, were you really? Yeah, for, How I, did you even like? Was it part of a magazine? Like, was that part of like um, official Xbox magazine yeah, or something Xbox like that? Magazine. They would start enough, but like an alpha trial. They say, hey, would you be interested? And as a tech, the Xbox excited me because oh, big time hard drive in it, mm-hmm. Ethernet port in the back. Yeah, and then graphical fidelity was better than the PS2. It was so good. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah they looked like a, a damn. It was humongous, and the, the, the controller could kill you if you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But, but it was. What were they thinking yeah. with that controller? Like, what were they actually thinking with that thing? I think it was. I think I told a story on your show, like where I thought, like my parents thought that the like, Xbox broke our TV <laughs> because, like, there was like this. Because it was so powerful, like it had so much resolution, the DVD player in it, right? We didn't have a DVD player until the Xbox came in the door, and they thought that that's the reason the TV that was decades old finally started to like kick the bucket. And it's like, it must have been the Xbox. Like, this is, you connected this is, it, it shorted it out, Sean. Started to just, yeah, couldn't handle all those lines of rest. This is not a thing. That's not real. Okay, so, okay, so I'm realizing like the history here a little bit. You guys have actually been like hanging out probably sweating on each other like drinking from the same Same two liter pop can bottles and everything oh my pulling from the same cheap yeah watch that's the reason why we do like if you notice we do like a little combat talk and a little Mm -hmm. like fighting and sports because literally the the whole set our it was a saturday saturday was the day yeah so if there was a a big boxing fight or wrestling fight we watch it and we play games all day that's you know what I'm best. saying? It was oh like my two, god, that's the best. And then argument fight, it'll spill out into the outside. <laughs> I'm gonna get you next week. And then I mean the tournaments, the competition. This was a thing. Like to mm-hmm. my point, my my mom was like, "You guys are too loud up there." Like of course, the like it, it was that kind of situation. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Oh, that's so funny because like I God, my bless my parents too because it's like we would been playing we were playing like rock band until three in the morning like we had those like all sorts of different gaming nights and things and a rock band comes to mind for sure because like when was the last time like you, you hit one of those drums like that sucker was, it was like it was built to pop like it was supposed to like have this like pop 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 like it's supposed to have this like uh-huh. reverb and yeah we're just sitting there like just playing to all hours of the night i will do you guys like still are you still able to organize like like game nights and stuff for you to, to play because that's like that's where it all starts, but then you kind of grow up, and typically we kind yeah, of grow I mean, out of that a little jobs bit. But. Things have split us apart a little bit more over the yeah. last three years. So IOP really brings us back together. Yeah, no kidding. IOP really brings us, and, and we kind of play in pockets. Like, you know, Attic and I will play certain stuff. Like, we're the big Destiny guys, you know what I'm saying? King and I. And I think the only reason why King and I haven't gamed as much over the last year is because when I got PC, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to improve the podcast. 
I got a better PC, and then I started opening myself up to PC gaming. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh wow, 60 frames, this is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna be here till the next generation starts. So that's how come we haven't gamed this generation as much as we normally would. But he mm-hmm. knows as soon as the PS5, as soon as the Xbox Series X come out, I know me. I'll be right back in the living room, you know, big TV, the whole thing. And kind are of you doing both? Are you getting both PS5 and Series X? Yeah, I'm probably gonna get yeah. both. I'm gonna get both. Yeah. I'm gonna Series X is definitely a first choice. I'm, I'm all the way in on that. I love the mm-hmm. you know smart delivery stuff i love all that stuff i'm just a fan of the ecosystem of xbox and and for me and i would tell people because a lot of my sony guys like i don't get it you know sony has all these great exclusives how could you love xbox so much and i said it's how i explain to them i'm such a cooperative and social gamer yeah that solve is the opposite of me he's a single i call him the single player selfish experience he literally will play last of us all that stuff and that's great but I'm a person that I like to be in a party. Mm-hmm. I'm talking. I have my moments when I want single player stuff and I want Big to be time. isolated. But for the most part, I'm such a social guy and co-op is my thing. Yeah. I love cooperative. Hey, me and a buddy, let's play this game together. Let's take on the enemies. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's me. So yeah, like um, Xbox, when 360 came out, man. My God, that was, dude, you know what it actually is funny? Cause we're, we're all obsessing about like how many peas and teraflops and all these things about, you know what amazed me the first time I saw the 360, somebody, a friend of mine, I didn't even know it was coming out. And this is just how like far I've come and like coming right back into video games after mm-hmm. been kind of, um, separated from it for a little yeah. bit. So the thing that kind of like really, really turned me back onto the 360 was like, Oh snap, you turn that thing on with a remote control controller. Like, you don't have to go up and push it, but that's what amazed me. It had high definition graphics. It had all, all these different things, but I was like, I want this thing because yes. I can turn it on yes. without having to go up and push yes. the power button. Yes. I thought that was the future. <laughs> that's how simple I was back then. <laughs> like, that's, we've come a long way since the 360 was, oh, yeah. had come out. And I remember, like, I sold everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got rid of my original Xbox, four controllers, all the games and everything for, like, for nothing. I think it was, like, 200 bucks. Like, just all of it gone, just so I could get this 360. I was obsessing about made a terrible, terrible decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, oh, my gosh, I love that. I had this realization, too, that, and you're kind of speaking to it as well, that I, like, when I, I, I wasn't, I, my house was not your house. Mm-hmm. Nobody came, like, when we were kids, like, nobody came over to my place to play video games. We didn't have them. We went to somebody else. I went to neighbor Matt's house neighbor a lot Matt. and talked about. Oh, yeah. Right? So... But I'm realizing, like, because I've been kind of, like, bouncing around games lately. I'm like, I don't know what to play. And I realized literally just this week mm-hmm. that normally, like, growing up, I would go over and I would play whatever's on. Mm. Right? Like, I would actually go to neighbor Matt's and go, like, okay, so you got Star Fox now? Guess we're playing Star Fox. Mm-hmm. You got Street Fighter? Okay. We're playing Street Fighter. Okay. Right? So I wasn't really – I just kind of went with the flow, whatever mm. game he, he kind of got or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing now, I'm like – and I do this. I don't know if you do this. Like, I fire my Xbox, and I turn on mm-hmm. – I go to my friends list. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who's playing who's what? Who's playing what? Yeah. yeah. Right? And I'm like, if I can jump in on somebody else's yep. game, yep. that the choice is done for me. I hate but you. if I can't do that, I'm in paralysis, basically, <laughs> for the next week. Yeah, it's, you know? like, it's like because there's so many choices. Sometimes it's almost overwhelming. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. I, I hear what you say. For me, obviously, I have those certain franchises. Like I said, the 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 Destiny, the Halos, the turn-based, the XCOMs, things like that, that I can mm-hmm. gravitate towards without any type of inspiration from anywhere else. But this is where King comes in. And yeah. King is such a godsend for me as a yeah. Because, again, he, he was older. He had money <laughs> and he was able see growing up in New York City, how it used to work was when the NES and the Super NES, all that stuff, Genesis, there were Japanese importers in New York City back in the day. 
So I remember, I'm a second kid, I had Masters, I had Genesis, right? I'm like, this is the pinnacle. This is yeah. it. I have made it. He would get the Japanese <laughs> import and say, hey, oh, yeah. I want you to come check out this thing called the Super Famicom. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, and Nintendo's new system? Okay. Because remember, back then, the cadence was the Japanese one released maybe a year before the American. So yeah. I'd go over his house to go see it. And I'd never forget seeing F-Zero for the first time. In oh, my God. Yes. And mm-hmm. I sat there, and I'm like, my Genesis <laughs> don't do that. Right? <laughs> Whatever this 3D thing is going on, I remember seeing pilot wings and the scaling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my Genesis doesn't do this. Yeah. This, this is revolutionary. What is mm-hmm. this? And, and and just my, and he would do that every generation. He'd have the TurboGrafx-16. He'd have the Neo Geo. He'd have the 3DO. So what he was, he was my test bed for the next gen. I love it. Then I'd get his hand-me-downs when he was done for a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or where I finally committed to, where I remember PlayStation 2. And mind you, let me tell you short, these things were not cheap. No I'm doubt. T- bro, you get an import, like, we paid thousand dollars for production yeah. too. I, I honestly don't even know like where you would go to get it. You know what I mean? Like where do you like where do you where do you place your order yeah, for the import? It was a hotbed. We had these yeah. places in, in Koreatown, Chinatown where they would import places for video games. And you oh, can sad. test them out and play them and you know they do even repairs if anything goes wrong. I learned mm-hmm. very quickly how to play games in another language and how to ch- change the, the subtitles into English and do Did all- you really? Yeah, what we- game? Like what do you mean? Like I don't know anything about that. Final Fantasy Seven. Oh come that on! The game we were like, we have to play this. Like, and everything's in Japanese. And he's like, no, no, no. I'll show you. And the guys would show us how to go into the options and then look for English subtitles menus. And no then, way! That's how we learned at a young age. And when you play a lot of the Japanese imports, the X in the circle were always reversed. So mm-hmm. we use X, I believe, to confirm in the states. But yeah. in Japan, the confirm is actual circle. Same thing with Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo so, is the same. Yeah. So it's like those type of things, man, you remember at a young age. So I think King is a huge part of my video game history because without no him, I wouldn't know about all these newer technologies and get excited for the next generation. Like console generations became a thing because of him. I always get excited when the new things mm-hmm. come out. Yeah, man. So that's how that started. Oh, my God. I could hear you vamp about that all day, man. Holy cow. Yeah. There's something about just having that, like, little tweak of inside knowledge. It's just, like, you you really get into that that mindset. I remember, like, the reason I even know how to, like, set up. It's so funny how, like, life works. Like, I like, I think, like, a lot of, um like, people like us, we run, like, the internet of the house. Like, we have our jobs, right? So, if, like, Wi-Fi goes down, wife goes, can you fix, like, can you take care of this? And, like, I would be so not equipped <laughs> to help out my family if it wasn't for like xbox live yes and i'm like okay so xbox live comes out cool you need a like high speed modem and a router you can't even just like use the modem i'm like okay well, what the heck is a router okay well, how do i set this up and what is 192.168.1.1 kind of thing like like right you're getting into your router settings you're like all of that leads you down this this path to all these kind of like inside scoops. and once you get like that access like once you can change the language of Final Fantasy VII, like you're on another level, man. Gaming encourages you to explore technology and stuff you weren't familiar with because mm-hmm. of your passion to know what how it integrates into the next generation. You know, again, mm-hmm. we talked about the Xbox with you know the the hard drive. I remember 
being amazed ripping music and using that as soundtracks oh, while yes. I played MotoGP or Ghost Recon and stuff. You know, I remember like, wow, like the Ethan, it just the, just a simple thing of talking to someone, mm-hmm. another country or another state. And you're playing this game and you're like, this is the future. Yeah, man. This is the future. And mm-hmm. my boys, I was telling, I said, look, man, you guys got to get Xbox. Because yeah. that, that's literally how the ecosystem starts. Like, look, you guys have to get it. We can do what we used to do on Saturdays. Yeah. You get your headset, you get your talk, and everybody's like, yo, they're, they're, we're in a big party chat. We're losing our minds. Like, this sounds mm. day. So, yeah, all that stuff facilitates. Same thing, high-definition TVs. Like, oh, we got to get our TVs now. 720p, you know, just came out. 1080p just came out. We got we to cycle, man. <laughs> oh, I know. It's forced obsolescence. It's yeah, consumerism. But we, now. we eat it all up, man. Oh, are you, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I got to get my OLED, man. I got to get the refresh going. One thing hurts. <laughs> I, I got to be right with these new yeah. systems. I got to get the best of these consoles, man. Yeah, it's an expensive hobby, though, isn't it? Dude? It is. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What kind of headset are you rocking there? What right. do you got? These are rigs. These are rigs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you get them from FanFest? Actually, yes. Yo, you remember. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. That was part of the package. Yeah. 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 Actually, it's funny because I brought them home and uh, you'll see I'm not wearing the rigs. <laughs> Uh, my wife has commandeered. Oh, she's got- she she's got them. She's like, "Oh, these are nice." I'm like, "Thanks for letting me to go to to E3. Thank you." <laughs> yeah, you fight that. I like that. Yeah, that no, no, not dude. All like everything that like all of this behind me. The fact that we're doing this now, like so much support. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy the amount that like our our families put up with when you're when you dedicate Sunday to the Lord's Day when you do when you do this every single week with strangers from the internet, but. Mm-hmm. thing is like we just like did you ever imagine that it would ever even lead to any of this when you guys first started of course like you you can't but like it's just kind of crazy how it all starts i remember shout out the attic you know during those those dark days of three people you know maybe mm-hmm. mad at my friends you didn't listen to my podcast like I, I, we, we were emotional we, we were passionate so, yeah man i think for us i say well let's give it 20 episodes or so Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe after episode 10 it was really looking spooky you know and yeah. it's like okay and i remember after 20 we still didn't get much improvement but i told him like man i still love doing it yeah i still love doing it i don't know mm-hmm. what it is just talking and then i think it started also with the um the intros you know i, I i'm kind of known for the intro thing Dude, I've been thinking about it all week. I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to start this this show. Like, I don't know how the heck I'm going to have to steal one of yours and just like do a Mad Libs or something like that. <laughs> Take out this word and off. It's just something, man. I've always, yeah. you know, I always want people to feel special coming on. I yeah. always want to celebrate them. And whether mm-hmm. you're a content creator, whatever you do, if you love gaming, I want to celebrate you. So I remember doing it. And the lowest part, this was, I'll tell you the lowest part. It's kind of funny. I won't say who the person is. But it was, it was a very popular YouTuber, and he was a big guest for us at the time, mm-hmm. right? And to be honest, he had, and I'm very thankful he even came on our show. Like, he, yeah. if, if people want to play the numbers game, you know how some people play the numbers game, you know, mm-hmm. um, he really didn't have any business, but he gave us a shot. So I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, I do this intro, and I'll never forget, you know, he loved the show. He had a great time. Like, he was awesome, right? I remember reading the comments, and the guys were like, hey, such and such, big YouTuber, uh, we like you, man, but those guys are corny, and that intro is cringy. And why would you even go? Don't go back on oh. that guy's show. And I'm like, I was destroyed. I, that was no. the first time YouTube comment really. And I spoke to Attic. I'm like, nah, I don't think I'm gonna do the intros no more, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, man, they're killing me out here. And then 
I, like you said, I sat back on it and I said, no, I love doing it. And mm-hmm. thankfully, I stuck with it because now it's become a signature of the show. It's become people tell me like, yo, I cannot wait to see what you come up with for this person or or that person. And then my mm-hmm. little side show, the Destiny show that we do called The Last Word with Ibantis, you know, people like Ibantis like, look, I know that's an ILP thing. Can you cook one up for like, you know, if we, if we have a guest? And I'm like, absolutely. I love doing it. And it's just mm-hmm. a celebration of you guys. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, especially what's going on in the world, gaming is what unites us, right? Gaming yeah. is our common bond. We Yes, we have preferences, but we all like to game. So yeah. bring this in and let's have fun. Let's have a positive environment. And, and that's how I stuck with it. And, and once it took once I can't remember a single moment, but I do remember, you know, I will say this, this person I will give a lot of credit um, is is uh, definitely Bill Stillwell because, yeah. again, you know, I didn't know him from a can of paint until my first E3. Didn't know who he was. Like, they mm-hmm. didn't even announce him as anyone. Yeah. And because it was a big secret back when compatibility wasn't announced that yet. And it was just late. He's like, hey, I have an Xbox development guy. So yeah. when the announcement <laughs> happened, and I'm like, you sneaky, you guys held on to this, you know, big emulation was huge at that mm-hmm. time. I mean, that is one of those, that E3 moment is like something that we look forward to. The, like, It's kind of like when you watch like an M. Night Shyamalan movie, yes. and you're like, okay, so, okay, so it's creepy, blah, 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 like, where's the twist, right? You're, and so when Microsoft takes the stage, you're like, okay, like, cool, cool, first party, blah, blah, blah. You're like, where's the backwards compatibility like moment where it's just like, like when Phil Spencer said... 360 backwards compatibility and the image popped up behind them like that is that is a moment yes and i i miss i miss e3 for a thousand reasons but i mean like that's that's definitely one of them um got to go to potentially maybe one of the last e3s but like i think we all kind of like we miss e3, we all kind of like miss e3 right now. absolutely absolutely and I was ta- I was messaging uh, my good friend Mr. Badbit Joseph Moran earlier. Oh, awesome. Badbit, like, salute! Oh, and and we can we can we can we can just touch on this and skip away if you like, or we can dive in and whatever you want to do. But I have like this thought that like, wouldn't it be amazing for with everything going on to have like Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation just go like, we're here together. We're celebrating games. Like I think about like the messaging behind why E3 is no longer a thing. Obviously, COVID kind of destroyed everything, but even before that, it was kind of on its way out. Yeah. In that each individual can put out their message and yes. get better and not have to share the message, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sure, mm-hmm. but we're all separated. Yeah. We're not. We're not coming together. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I'm sure that the World Cup gets better numbers than the soccer tournament within the Olympics. Absolutely. But you still have the Olympics. Right. You know what I mean? Like I just like I kind of just. I'm with you. I really wish we had this. I'm with, right I'm now. with you, but I'm, I'm hurting. It, it's, you know, it's 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 strange. It just feels weird. You know, right now, mm-hmm. you know, like we would be doing, if the, if the world was normal, we would be doing our prediction show, mm-hmm. and then this would be the week. I'd be on a, a plane. And I'll be out there in LA. And it's for me, it's a fraternal thing. It's a brotherhood thing. It's physically yeah. seeing these people. And then yeah. just, you know, from the experiences of meeting your heroes, meeting your gaming heroes, like people who get design things that change your life. And just to be there during the announcements, just the, yeah. the, the fever pitch, like you said about the backward compatibility. The, I remember the pop in that crowd. Oh my God. Yeah. 
I remember going to Bill afterwards, like, bro, I had no idea. He's like, yeah, how did you do it? And these conversations, these organic moments, I'll never forget. And that's the part I suffer. I struggle. I struggle Mm -hmm. with like, you know, I hope it doesn't go away. You know, I understand the business side. I understand, you know, the evolution side, you know, but I do think there's something to be said. When I take people to their first E3, it's like a kid in Christmas. Totally. You see the joy. You see the yeah. joy, and it's just like you can't you can't replicate that. You know, I know. It'll be, it'll well, be it's like it, oddly mm-hmm. enough, like you brought it up earlier. It mm-hmm. reminds me of like, of course, you and I could fire up a game right now, mm-hmm. and it's not even close to being the same as like let's all bring our TVs into the same room. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just something crazy about like and the power consumption. Like, <laughs> just, like, yeah, you have all these people with their Xboxes and these two hundred oh, yeah. pound like CRT TVs and oh, yeah. everything. Oh yeah. But that was that was magical. It was harder to do. It was costly. Like it was really hard to organize. Of course, everything is easier now. But like, there's something magical about mm-hmm. coming together. And I really, I really do hope this mm-hmm. that after after like. You know, we will find some sort of vaccine for COVID. We will find a way for everybody to come back together. And I hope that we we relish and that I hope yes. that we we really take advantage of that opportunity because it has been taken from us Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. And I just want us to like get together and celebrate and high five and freaking mm-hmm. give each other hugs and play hey, what, games together. Here's the crazy part. We me and you we've got close closer this year. And I physically was in the same spaces around you and didn't know it. Isn't and King actually met you and he didn't realize it. And it's, mm-hmm. it goes to show you like these type of things. You're like, wow, it's these connective little threads, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what he, he does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you put, I, I can name content creators as like, hey, hey, aren't you? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then it, boom, you know? It's, you know, it's funny that not in that moment in the being in the same space, I remember thinking to myself, because you're talking about um, CD project and everything. And I got that same sense from you guys, even though I didn't know like what your website was or what you're doing. I was like, and I remember recognizing I'm like, I'm not there. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I'm going to, I'm going to record a great podcast about this. I'm going to have stories to tell. I'm going to take great pictures, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not at the same level as these guys are in terms of like <laughs> what they're going to get. Like I'll, I'll try to retain, I'll try to remember, but that's what I mean. Like, I, and I definitely came into E3 last year. Like at first it was, if I can literally, this is, this was my plan because I wasn't going to be able to afford staying there right. when the, when the pitch was first said, like you can go to the conference. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't care if I fly in that morning, see the conference, and I'll take the next flight out. If that's all, like that, if that's how it works, that's what I'm going to do. Yep, absolutely. And then once it kind of like exploded from there, I was like, everything else was a bonus. And I never got to, I remember you guys just like, we're playing Battletoads. Yes. And I was like, (laughs) take it, you guys are taking notes and everything. And like, this is how the content we're going to create. I'm like, I am not, I'm not there. (laughs) I'm not even, not even close. And it was intimidating a little bit. I had to, I had to kind of like catch, uh, like take a breath for a second because I'm like, okay, so what am I going to, what am I going to do in the future? Cause like there are people who are here to kick ass and take names and they're, they're going to go for it. And I have a huge amount of respect because it takes a lot of courage in a sea. Like we're surrounded by people. Right. And I think that that is maybe the scariest part of being in, in person next to, hundreds of other people who want to do the Ryan McCaffrey thing. They want to do that whole thing. It's easier when you're in your basement yeah. and like, you know, like yeah. we're the, we're the most important blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, but it's a little different when you're, when you're in person. Oh, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I, I think it, it, for us, it's just one of those, you know, cherish the experience, have fun, yeah, man. you know, yeah. but it's, it's still work. It's still work. And, but again, it, it doesn't feel work when you love what you're doing. 
And, and, and I mm-hmm. think that's what we try to do as much as possible. Just have fun. And I think it all started, you know, again, I got I to gotta credit Kagan for a lot, you know, with, with the shirts and, 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 and letting devs know what we appreciate from them and things that they do. Because I think a lot of times, too, let's be real, you know, such a negative, you know, social media can be toxic. Let's be real. And, yeah. you know, I think sometimes it's it's okay, man, to praise these guys, they don't get enough of it, man. These are the mm-hmm. things we love. We, I remember trying to get into programming and say I couldn't even get things to move, and I'm like, I'm, no doubt, I'm done with this part of mm-hmm. my team. This is not for me. You know what I mean, dude? I can't I, even make a level in Super Mario Maker. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, the level of intricacy that's involved, and you know that the negativity that, that pe- they must get. So that's why, again, ILP, I'm on podcast has to celebrate them they have yeah. to know it's okay to come on and when we go out there we, we give them the roses while they can smell them man yeah mm-hmm. i want to ask you about one thing before sure. we wrap up tonight if sure. it's okay and again we can bounce off this if you want but Absolutely. i noticed I, I reached out to you on sunday I'm like all the love in the world man hope you guys have a good show thank you i tuned in mm-hmm. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still gonna work my way through the entire four hours. So I, took, I was there, I was there live just to step in, just to see how you guys are doing. Okay. You're talking about games. You started the show talking about games. Yes. I'm pretty sure you finished the, the show talking about games. How are you guys, like, navigating the situation right now? How are you navigating life right now? And have you had discussions on Absolutely. what you're gonna focus on? Great question. Yeah, right now it is tough. And, you know, before we went live and shout out to Wicked Good Games because they were there, too. And we're, we're great friends with those guys. Those are our mm-hmm. PAX East brothers. When we go to PAX East, they roll out the red carpet for us. I mean, I we love have it. kinship because we, we feel we call us. We're like the multi. They're like our multiverse counterparts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's how we call it. We literally call them that. So, that's so funny. <laughs> I love those guys. So we said before the show, look, we know what's going on in the world right now. And we're like, well, should we make a statement? Yeah. And then. I actually push back. And the reason why I push back, I said, look, I don't want to do anything contrived because part of me feels ILP represents escape. A lot of times people come to us and say, man, I know truck drivers that I say, look, you make my two, three hour drive a blast to go. Mm-hmm. through. You know, you give me an escape from what's going on. And it's not to avoid what's going on in the world. I think it's more of one of those things that I think we organically will discuss. If you if, if you watch the show that somebody even super chat, you know, rest in peace, George Foster, yeah. like the things that's going on. We will acknowledge it. The thing we try to do is we always been we've always tried to keep politics and other things that's going on in the world out of it. If it comes up organically, we'll discuss it. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, we want to promote unity and escapism for this two to three hours so you can laugh, have yeah, a man. good time, get away. Because that's what it represented for us those Saturdays. I mm-hmm. grew up in the projects, grew up in the hood. My house was the oasis. Yeah, Get away from all the negativity of the projects and all the stuff that people were going through in their personal lives. They knew they can come. That was a safe haven. Mm-hmm. That's why I said no, and it come to find out we've got some of the most positive feedback from last Sunday's show. People said thank you for that. I've got DMs, yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of bigger content creators. Man, thank you for that. Like that was huge. We needed that. If it's mm-hmm. been a while since we laughed, you know, yeah. and, and that, yeah. that's how wow. now. So behind the scenes, yes, we are part of programs and and activism to to, to understand what's going on in the climate and that what is wrong, but at mm-hmm. the same time. We want to actually let our actions do towards that happen. I love and that. The podcast will definitely always be a safe haven for fun. And that's, that's yeah. the last name, man. 
I mean, I'm a number of degrees separated being mm-hmm. Canadian mm-hmm. and everything else. Um, and I've really been thinking about it yeah. a lot lately. Right. And, and today we saw a flood of today as we record this yeah. anyways, saw a flood of JPEG images yeah. with a statement on it. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, like it's great. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I think that there, it seems like there's almost like a, a prescribed way of yes. responding to it. Yes. And I've really been struggling with that because that's, mm-hmm. that's really, and I, I overcomplicate things in my own mind mm-hmm. all the time anyways, but I'm like, I, I definitely, my heart aches yes. right now with everything that is happening. Yes. And I feel like my actions speak for themselves yes. in terms of my love for my neighbor and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do like the, I just don't want to throw a hashtag on something and go like, well, I'm the same way. I'm, the same I'm good. I'm the I same did the way. thing. Mm-hmm. And I do, and I see, I see, it's so unfortunate because I see people cutting each other down going like, well, you haven't used the hashtag. Yep. You haven't done the thing. And it's yep. just like, that's, and I don't know, I'm like, am I wrong? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm not necessarily looking for like a, like on behalf of answer. Right, right. No, 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 not at all. Just like, this is kind of where I'm at This, with this it. is how I look at it. And that's going to be a little controversial, but this is how I feel. I mean, even forget about the political climate and what's going on with race relations right now, right? Let's just take it back to console stuff. Yeah. When during the time, the announcements of this, I remember dudes with the Scorpio logo in their joint and like, yo, where's your Scorpio logo? Like mm-hmm. we, we are not going to be dictated to on how we should represent our fandom of our passion for something. Or if we're fighting or standing by, we firmly believe in our actions. We do things to bring people together, regardless of yeah. ethnicity, regardless of sex, regardless of race, sexuality. It doesn't matter. If you're a gamer, mm-hmm. we got love for you. So yeah. us, I don't talk about the things we do behind the scenes because I don't feel I need a medal or some type right. of JPEG to say, yeah, look, he did that. So now he's cool. I don't right. I don't need that. You know, and yeah. that that was the main. And actually, when we all talked about it, we were like, right. And it, it was funny because it literally came up in the podcast anyway through yeah. our chat. We talked about it. We expressed our concern. We, we talked about bringing people together in peace and and everything for the black community as far as all our gamers. You know what I'm saying? So that's literally how I look at it. And behind the scenes, we're doing we're trying to do a lot, man. I'm yeah. talking to a lot of people. We're trying to mobilize and strategize and do this thing correctly. You I love know? it. Yeah. No, I loved your balance take on everything, dude. It's I am I just I, I highly admire you and your guy the guys and your team and your product and everything. I've been very fortunate for our paths to have crossed right. and all the worlds kind of like colliding yep. together. Bad bit yep. and and Bobby and everything. It's yep. just it's just crazy. Like when you find out like some like it even just still, like one by one by one, you hear like this person like heard your thing. You're like, what do you mean? Like Chris Johnson one time from Player One Podcast reached out to Bobby and I was like, Hey, listen to if we were at Nintendo. Like you want to try this game? I'm like, what the hell? Like you're you're an, you're a big deal. Like, what do you listen to my crap for? And it's like <laughs> You guys got synergy, man. You guys got a great go up. I mean, literally, like I said, I came across you through Bobby and I'm just like, Oh my god, he's amazing. Like he's amazing. Oh, it's so funny. Passionate. We've had our we've had our moments, man. Yes. Like we've had like that's where maybe we, we can connect a little bit too. We've had those like you're six years old, like I don't care if this is gonna end our friendship forever. We <laughs> We are going at it, man. We are we're <laughs> just unleashing on each other. It's a good time, man. The passion, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. I love this format. Same to you. Honored Same to you. 
but man, this was a lot of fun too. Well, tell everybody um, this is the only time where we like break the fourth wall or whatever, and like reveal that we're actually re- real, like we're actually on a podcast right now. Tell the people where they can find all your stuff. You refer to pretty much everybody who touches um, you and your team, but like tell people where they can find all your stuff if they don't already know. You already know YouTube Iron Laws Podcast. Every Sunday's the Lord's Day, preferably one p.m. Eastern when there's football, NFL football going on. We actually. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so YouTube is primary, but we're on all platforms. We're on Twitch, we're on Mixer, you know. And um, as far as the website, it's lordsofgaming.net. You know, really proud of these guys. I mean, look, these guys are amazing. I'm honored that they even choose to write for us. I am so proud of the team. We're doing pretty well. We got sourced by like IGN. I lost my mind. I I was like Christmas. (laughs) I was like, oh, no kidding. So it was a Minecraft Dungeons article. Shout out to our, our writing team. You know, found some secrets. It was like a little Diablo callback. And, mm-hmm. you know, a little for a smaller site. Those things mean so much to you. So shout out to LordsOfGaming.net. Iron Law Podcast. And on Twitter, I'm at Lord Cognito. Always willing to talk games and keep it positive and fun and even laugh at myself sometimes. They got memes on me now. I guess I'm getting popular. I'm being, <laughs> being mean. <laughs> I'm going to have to start a folder, man. Well, thank you so much for carving out some time tonight. I'm definitely going to have to have you back on. And Hopefully we get to greener pastures. Everything's coming together. Let's stay together. Let's game together. Let's have fun together. So thanks so much for hanging out with me tonight, dude. Always a pleasure. You already know. And to get you back in the realm, too. I will definitely be, I'll be moving plans. I'll be canceling family plans. I'll be canceling vacations or whatever it takes to get back in the realm my goodness gracious i have so much respect for lord cognito everything that he's created his his voice his attitude his friends his community everything lord cognito you are you're one of the best man you're one of the good ones and i really appreciate you having the time and taking the time to be on the show for having me on your show about a month ago guys if you hadn't heard many most of you probably have heard of lord cognito and the iron lords podcast but if you haven't and if you want to go back and still kind of like experience some familiar territory, I was on the show about a month ago. You can go to youtube.com slash Iron Lords Podcast Roundtable. You can find my episode. It's actually got, um, <laughs> who's the guy from, uh, oh my God, Randy Pitchford. He's on He's on the thumbnail. So it's not me on the thumbnail. It's But, but my name is there. You can search for it. It's, it's pretty easy to find. Lord Cognito, thank you so much, man. What are the freaking chances? This show has allowed so much and, en- and enabled so much uh, and changed my life, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had such a great time. Um, found even a Final Fantasy VII song to start that thing out from OC Remix. That is that's badass, man. Hey, guys, listen. If you like the show, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. You can follow the show at WeTheGamerCast. You can share it, retweet it, talk about it on your own podcast. Uh, I would love if we got another um, rating on iTunes. And as I say that, I'm like clicking through to see if like I can maybe find one real quick. But I'm really on a timer here, and I don't think that I'm going to get it in time. But if you guys really, really like it, you, I mean, obviously you can rate, rate a review. There are no new reviews. Dang it. Shoot. Okay, well, go to patreon.com slash Capri. You get this show early. You get a cup of joe early. You get uh, the Pants Patreon podcast for Patrons Podcast, exclusive to you, and the Yumi Capri once a month exclusive podcast with Bobby and me every single month just you that's not even early that's only you think that's for everybody a dollar and up patreon.com slash yumi capri i would really appreciate um, and welcome as many of you guys in as humanly possible i hope you guys check out my other podcasts the xbox drive and a cup of joe 
If anybody has seen Jared Gauthier, tell him I say hello and thank you for the artwork. Otherwise, this is We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. I'll be back next week with Johnny Casino from Forget Being Cool. I said that last week, but I promise you, Johnny Casino is happening next week. Now it's time for Jason after just over eight minutes. We're going to do eight minutes and a bit, and you know why.
Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 